Welcome to Welcome to another edition of Two Guys, Two guys in a Bottle of What's happening? What's going on, you bodheads? <laughs> Saturday night's all right, all right. Episode 73's happening. It is. In heck, his day. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. What is it today? 123. Almost all the way through January already. Yeah. Two days ago, it was the 21st day of the 21st century of the 21st... Uh, or 21st day of the 21st year of the 21st century. So that's going to yeah. happen several times this year, and it only happens like every thousand years or something like that, where it's, uh, yeah, I, 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 there's yeah, there's a term the, for that, uh, and I can't 13, remember that. Yeah, it'll be the, uh, did, did, 20, 22, yeah. 22, 22, or yep. something, or whatever. So. Whatever it is. Yeah, but there's the threes, the fours, the fives, the sixes, and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's something else going to happen about it, or whatever. Yeah. Well, good thing I did all the research on those facts because I don't even remember. I just heard that uh, about that the other day. Yeah, this is this is not the uh, research uh, fact show <laughs> no. tonight at all. It's another your, it's another one of those ticket to win it. Uh, you get the grand prize if you listen to it. Get and, your uh, facts straight. Get your facts straight, <laughs> or you get kicked off the show. Oh, <laughs> is that a Chinese gong or Japanese? I believe that's the Chinese gong. Well, I guess the Japanese and Chinese right now have called a uh, truceism that they cannot, um, you know, they're not going to, their borders and their their, their sea lines, uh, whatever, they're, they're, they're pretty much in a truce. They're pretty cool right now. Okay. But China uh, right now has instilled, and they haven't done this for years, that um, if anybody goes into their borders, they have an assist, uh, assistant attack right now and can sink your ship in any shape, form, or whatever. Perfect. Except for the Japanese. Okay. Yeah, very okay. weird. Yeah. Yeah, if you look at the world map, I mean, Japan's got that whole island thing over here, and then there's, like, China, <laughs> right? Yep. North Korea yep. and all the other crap and whatever like that. But, uh, yeah, I guess right now, I mean... Uh, they're sinking fishing boats out there right now. <laughs> nice. No, really, they are. They're just sinking fishing boats. They just, you know, just don't come into our border. <laughs> Done by sunk. You know. And how do you know? I mean, is there like a line line drawn in the uh, in the water out there somewhere? Do you you know where, well, the, where same, the line is? Same same with uh, you know U.S. and uh, Canada. <laughs> you know, up here in uh, Kimball Tucky. You know, same thing. I mean, you got you know you got to have a border. That's what it is. Yep. There, there's your border. Yep. You know, we got so much, you know, of, uh, you know, the ocean that we, we, we get and so much of the lake and the rivers and everything else, everything's pretty much, you know, split in half, except for, I think for the oceans, it's, I think it's 11 miles international water. I'm, su- after, I'm surprised we're not building a wall out after, there too. After, <laughs> after 11 miles, I think it's international water. I mean, okay. those are the big casino boats that I've been in Florida. You know, you got to go out 11 miles and uh, you're in international water. And then you got to look out for pirates. Ah. Arr. Gotcha. Why is the rum always gone? <laughs> Reference to episode 33, by the way. Um, 
So. Yeah, that's uh, I just uh, for some reason I don't even know what asked me why or what made me go back to that one, but I started listening to that today, and then I, you know obviously I shared it with you to um, just to go back and listen to it, and and it's such a neat period in history because it was kind of the very beginning of the pandemic, and there was so many questions and unknowns at that point that we didn't know anything about or what was coming or what was going on or you know how but things listen- were going to work, but. Um, but yeah, it's, it, you know, it's, it's a great show, um, overall with yeah, a great to, guest. Listening to the show was, uh, uh, almost, it's almost a year later, exactly almost where we're at now. Yeah. Um, how far we've regressed or pregressed, <laughs> right? Or, you know, whatever, but it was, uh, in a, it was an interesting documentary, um, realization to how just a year makes yeah 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 you're absolutely right it was it was uh it was neat it was neat just to hear the the different period in time and and uh and yeah i enjoyed it it was it was neat to go back to i'm gonna probably do that with some of the other shows too and uh just to go back and listen to changes and and styles and you know the different things that have evolved and um you know especially with switching it up like we did last week you oh know, we did that you know, was great it's you know just to kind of hear the difference in what we did last week as opposed to what we did a year ago and and uh yeah yeah well you know on that uh retro note uh how the past influences the future and uh, how the future now the present influences the future and the past very cool i had put a uh, thing on facebook and uh, it was a david bowie which is going to be my deep dive i'll just give it away right now which is uh he did a song with uh, Trent Reznor. These two got together, and uh, what it was is I went back, and I kind of looked, and I was like, wow, man, you know, David Bowie and Trent Reznor, you know, collaborated together in 97 uh, and uh, put out a song, I'm Afraid of Americans. And okay. I put, I put it on my Facebook, and I was like, looking at the video, you know, and I had to research and go over it again and again and again, watch it. And, you know, my girlfriend come out and she's like, what are you doing? You know, drinking my coffee. I'm listening in the morning. I'm listening to it before I go here. Or, you know, I, I, go, I go grab the CD, you know, the uh, EP, the compilation and all that. And it was like, you know, the extended version of, uh, you know, Dave Bowie. You know, you watch this video to this day. Like, if you watched it like yesterday, almost it looks like the video was completely shot yesterday in America. Okay. You know, David Bowie's running from Trenton Reznor, you know, afraid of Americans and they got people, you know, you know, in 97 walking, he, you know, the one kid's walking up to a cop with a, with his hand. It's just a hand. It's just like pretending to shoot a cop and the cop, you know, in the taxis and, you know, Johnny's in America and, you know, and he's just singing, and I'm afraid of the world, you know, he's just going to, I'm afraid I can't help it. I, I'm afraid I can't, you know, but the whole thing is like, you don't, if you're an outsider in this country, you don't know who to trust. You know, we're going to let outsiders in our country and we still don't know who to trust. Right. Right. And it's, it's 24 years later. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost, you know, history back forward, frontwards, this and that and that <laughs> it, it baffles the mind, especially with. Are you saying we don't learn from our mistakes? I'm just saying, especially with the new presidency, it it just seems kind of awkward at this moment in time that we're regressing. Sure. You know. Sure. Back. And you want history to repeat itself? 
you don't learn nothing if history if you got to repeat something you didn't you didn't learn your lesson the first time nope but at the same time i still have hope well sure sure you have to you you have to hope for the best and and try to do what you can to accomplish change but um did did you say that had something to do with your deep dive? Is that what you were? That, is that what you were heading towards? Or? Yeah, it was uh, D- uh, David Bowie. I'm afraid of Americans. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah well, you should. You yeah. might. You know. You might as well go ahead and run it since uh, since we don't we don't particularly have any uh, reason to uh, uh, follow a format this week since we sure didn't follow it last week. Well, um, we we talked that was <laughs> that was uh, pre um, uh, show or whatever. But yeah, we switched the show up backwards and forwards, and that was right. pretty cool. Man, yeah. we had a lot of fun with that, man. Yep, I was pretty excited about doing that. You know, changing up the format. <laughs> I don't know when science crossed over into politics, but uh, I'm 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 sure Fauci and uh, all the other ones um, are are riding that gravy chain. Well, I do get I do get kind of you know, and but, you're right. The science should not there should not be any politics in the science, and but I see more and more of that, and I and I wish sometimes that he would just shut his mouth in, in regards to the the political side of things and why things have to, everything has to be political. I don't right, understand but if it. I, but if I'm wrong, I mean, please, you know, elaborate. You know, no, there that that's the whole point is is they they need to leave the politics out of the science. Follow the science. Follow the medicine. You know, follow the data, but the politics just—it just doesn't have any place in it, and I—and that's—and that's the problem I have with you know some of some of what I've seen going on, you know, the, this past year and, and even currently is there's just—it's just dumb. It doesn't. There's no place for politics in science, as far as I'm concerned. It doesn't. Science is science. It's a fact, and you know, it doesn't have to be politicized. But they seem to find a way. Including Fauci, and you know that's that's just that's just the way it is. But but anyways, uh, you know that's kind of a big tangent. Oh. Um, you know back to back to your uh, deep dive. That might be somewhat fitting, eh? <laughs> I know, but you got to... When you watch the video, I made my girlfriend watch the video. Okay. And uh, I watched her literally, you know, she's like, what are you talking about? You've been playing the song for a day, you know, or two or whatever. And I go, I've been listening to the song for 24 years. We went out. We don't smoke in the house, so we went out to the garage and drank our coffee and smoked our cigarettes. And uh, she goes, you still playing that freaking song? And I was like, yeah. And I go, listen, I said, watch the video. You know, you know. now I understand why he wrote it. Now I understand the lyrics. Now I understand a lot of stuff, you know. Sure. But once you watch the video, and I made her watch the video, and I literally, and here's my point, I literally watched her watch the video that she was not interested in and smoking a cigarette, and I, 
I watched her as I gave her my phone. And she sat there with her cigarette in her hand. And I watched a half a cigarette burn for four minutes while she didn't even take a hit because she was so intrigued by the video. Okay. That she wasn't interested in. (laughs) Well, I have to make sure we put a link for that video up there. Right. And I'm just watching this, and it's just so bizarre that this was 24 years ago that, you know, it's it's a prelude into our what's happening right now. And, you know, that's where, you know, and that's where I started fading and going back into, like, um, you know, does art imitation or imitate life or does life imitate art? You know, the whole, you know, aspect of the whole thing. You know, I mean, you know, you got to you know get into that right i mean at right. some point in your right. life you know but uh yeah i just i just he david bowie and trenton Reznor knew something maybe 24 years ago once you watch the video and you listen to the lyrics it's just kind of once you watch the video you you understand the lyrics okay you know, you know it's a two for one <laughs> it's sure best, uh, sure it's the best i can describe okay but uh yeah pretty cool man trent Reznor and david bowie in the same video 24, 24 years ago, talking <laughs> about I'm afraid of Americans. Why are we? Fra- why are we afraid of? Amer- why should anybody be afraid of Americans? I think and here we are. I, yeah, I think twenty twenty one. We don't even have to ask that question anymore. It presents itself and it rears its ugly head, and here we go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yep. Yeah, so, you're, you're absolutely right. We've seen plenty of, plenty of reasons to be afraid of Americans this year. There's no doubt about that. Well, do your safe. Do yourself a favor and check out uh, David Bowie, I'm Afraid of Americans, uh, music video. It's uh, definitely in a a video uh, HD, uh, 1080, best quality, man. You can check it out, you know. But what, here's the cool thing, is Trent Reznor is is Johnny in the the video. Right, right. Um, Pretty cool. I didn't know Trent Reznor and uh, David Bowie collaborated. Uh, collaborated together you, you know that's you know. one thing i liked about david bowie um is is you know and and, and people are probably going to scream at me because this is you know this has changed now i can tell you but for a long time i really wasn't a huge david bowie fan growing up and you know but within the last 20 years i've just become more and more and more of a fan of, of bowie and the, the biggest thing i like about bowie is all the different collaborations that he did over the years i mean he'd, he'd work with anybody well we you know christmas time we featured him and bing crosby doing bing it crosby. So, you know uh, I mean, bing crosby uh queen um the list goes on i mean so many so many people right. that he collaborated with over the years and uh there really is there's some there's just some really neat stuff out there with that you know with bowie working with other people and Trent Reznor is no exception, and what a you know what a neat combination that is. You know, it'd be fun to see a lot now, a lot more. Yeah, Bowie's dead, and Trent's in the music hall of fame. Mm-hmm. You know, Trent Reznor finally got in there. Right, know? so right. very cool. Yeah, so but yeah, check out that video, man. Um, if you, I don't care what side you lean to or whatever, but uh, you know, it's very cool. And I I got some uh, different little interesting stuff uh, a little bit later. So. Uh, uh, we can bring we bring some stuff up later. Very but, cool. Uh, very cool. Man. Very cool. So yeah, got the deep dive for you. Well, well I thought I'd throw one out there that kind yeah, of stuck to me. That this seems to be something we're uh, we're lacking in our, in our world right now. But uh, I have no I, idea yeah, where you're going. Yeah. Well, you'll we, pick, you'll pick it up pretty quick. I know, but we don't talk about our deep dives, nope. do we?
I'll shit you not. I almost put this album on today. Freedom of choice. Where in the world has that gone? That's a, that's a whole topic that we seem to be missing nowadays. Yeah, I mean, do you feel like you have freedom of choice nowadays? Uh, <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be something we'll get a little deeper into uh, later in the show when we cover some of the, uh, the topics and some of what's been going on this past uh, week or so, but... Uh, yeah, freedom of choice is uh, questionable. Questionable, like you say. Yes. What what what's questionable right now with the freedom of choice is that the the ones that were the ones that were the freedom speechers are now getting the the speech shut down. Yep. And uh, yep. you know, here's the thing, and I understand this 100% completely. And I really do get this, and I, I really hope you're listening, and I, it's just not psychobabble at this point. But usually people, and I'm excluding us because <laughs> we have a podcast. Right. Usually people that talk too much have nothing to say. Mm, yeah, there's a lot of truth to that. Do you understand? Oh, yeah. You understand what oh, I'm yeah. saying. And I, I think our listeners understand that. I mean, if you're if you're with us you know i mean you understand that sure but usually a lot of people that have things to say don't really or, or talk too much don't have anything to say and you get tired of listening to them because <laughs> it's just they have too much to say and either they're a repeater or they're a you know uh conformist that want to change you to their way of believing things and it just after a while, it just gets old. Yeah. No. It, it, just, no. it just gets old. Ab- absolutely. You know? Absolutely. You know? And that's why change is the only thing that's permanent. I mean, the, these adages are put in there for a reason. Sure. You know, all the time. Oh, yeah. You know, words to live by. <laughs> I mean, we just keep going. <laughs> we just keep going and going and going. I mean, we're not going to run out. They're there for a reason, you know. Well, we'll what? jump. We'll jump back to that uh, yeah, that topic. Back, um, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll save that for a little later because I, cool I guarantee the there's a, a couple stories that, uh, that that we'll cover that on for sure. But uh, no, yeah, but a little I, bit I just on... want to give you a little shout out to you because we don't do the deep dive uh, coverage and what I do or you know pick pick right. our music or whatever. Right. But uh, going through my albums and I picked up Devo, man, because uh, we were doing. Uh, uh, Sympathy for the Devil, or was it the Rolling Stones? Which one was that, the song that Devo did? Uh, it's only rock and roll, but I like it. Oh, yeah, uh, it was Rolling Stones. Uh, yeah, but Devo did uh, the version. Oh, I don't remember shit. exactly what song that was, but, yeah, I do remember what you're talking about. Uh, anyway, so I, I went through and uh, I went through my Devo albums. I got three Devo albums, which is pretty cool to have three Devo albums. I don't know anybody that's got three Devo albums, but anyway. <laughs> So I was in my little euphorium uh, type thing, and I'm I'm spitting out, and I'm going through my uh, Kiss collection uh, albums, Destroyer, Ace Fraley, all the singles that uh, Kiss, Gene Simmons, Ace Fraley. Remember the solo albums that they did? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yep. All right. 
So I'm going through those, and I went through this, and I went through the Queen, and then I went through the Led Zeppelin, and I was like, why don't we got two Alice Cooper albums that don't have any albums in it? Uh, school's out. <laughs> and I'm getting mad because where's the albums? Where did I put the albums? I got the album, but where is the album? Yeah, right, <laughs> you know? right. Where, where did that get That's shoved? That's a sad in? disappointment. Where did that get shoved into, or this <laughs> and that? But uh, uh, a great album that I en- ended up putting on and uh, going back to is uh, is a band called The Call. And if we're gonna deep dive any further in any any bands or whatever, I just want to get back to The Call. So, the Call is a good one. Yes. The Call is a great band. Yes. I love yes, those guys. I and you should probably save that for your deep dive for next week because I we could. have not done The Call, and uh, that'd be a good one. Uh, yeah, it'd be a good one to write down and make sure you hold on to. I will hold on to that idea because All right, so uh, let's do that. So but, uh, I will cover The Call next week on my deep dive. There you go. Okay. There you go. All right, I promise. But yeah, Devo formed in 1973, and you know probably I mean if anybody doesn't know Devo, um, the one song that everybody D-E-V-O. knows is Whip, Whip it. it, and that was made uh, that actually went to number 14 on the Billboard charts in the 80s, and also got some pretty heavy airplay with the uh, with the advent of MTV too. So because mm-hmm. Devo, one thing they were good is is uh, their stage shows, you know, kind of kind of humor and and mm-hmm. the, the funny costumes and you know that was just kind of Devo's signature the goofy glasses and the you know all of that so um but yeah quite a quite a few i mean not really hits but um but whip it was by you know by all means one of their biggest and you know still popular still you know today i mean any any high school dance you always heard it at and you know whip it good <laughs> yep and so. if you didn't know the lyrics, man, you were a nerd. <laughs> right. <laughs> Even though those guys were nerds, they brought it to the mainstream. And if you didn't know that song and you couldn't sing along, you were a nerd. Yep. You were a nerd. Oh, exactly. The exactly. nerd, the, 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 the reverse psychology of being a nerd <laughs> right. you know, just flipped it on. Those guys flipped it on you. Yep. Yep. But uh, any of those guys that uh, were unique in their own type of uh, way or fashion or whatever, whatever they did, you know, and you, you just thought it, 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 you weren't into it or whatever, dude, they did it for a reason. It was pretty cool. They it, Maybe it was mockery or maybe it was just their own self-expression or whatever. It didn't matter, man, you know, in the 80s, you know, because it's just everybody was doing so many different things. Um and what I'm getting to is the, the, there's there's a band out there and uh, <laughs> it's called they're called Steel Panther. Have you have you heard of these? Oh guys? yeah, yeah. Right. I'm familiar with them. So Steel Panther, they're great musicians, but they also are the 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 mockery of the eighties. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and uh, some of their stuff is <laughs> freaking. <laughs> it's just. You know, if you weren't there, you weren't there. I guess maybe you wouldn't understand it. Like if you were, a, you know, Gen X or whoever, you know, whatever you were or whatever. And, uh, you know, there comes in the sarcasm, the humor and the other stuff, man. But if you weren't a part of the 80s, I guess maybe you won't get Steel Panther. But once you watch a couple of videos from Steel Panther, you're just like, <laughs> yes, you know, yep. the 80s mockery of the 80s is is alive yeah it's yeah. alive and it's <laughs> hilarious man and uh yeah so uh check those check those guys out so that's just another dig there you go yeah go ahead there you go i know i know we got a lot to cover no got, that's uh, no that's story. fine that's no, fine that's all good stuff. stuff i just thought that uh we should probably you know probably get to that point that uh 
it is you know it is already 20 27 minutes into the show and and uh we haven't got to the uh shot of the week yet so uh <laughs> i guess uh i guess it's probably time for the shot of the week and and that's a nice uh nice bottle that uh, our friend brought over yesterday uh that was um a nice bourbon a kentucky bourbon and i can't even remember what was what was the name of that all right because i can't even remember what the name of that is that was the robot bartender is missing in uh, action at the moment Eagle Rare, yeah, we put a we put a hurting on the robot bartender last night, so uh, she's she's kind of down for the count. So we'll have a we'll have a shot of Eagle Rare for this week's uh, this week's show because I don't have I, my glasses on, but uh, definitely says uh, Kentucky, right? Yes, yeah, it's yep. a K- Kentucky bourbon. Yep, right. yep. A, that's a new one for me. Yeah, and it's got a beautiful picture of an eagle. You know, at the end of the bottle, like maybe the eagle's drunk, you know, trying to catch a rabbit or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. Not one I've tried before, but it's, uh, yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, Very it's good. Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Those are the big letters that I can read. Very nice. The other little letters on the back of the bottle, I can't read. <laughs> we, won't, we won't hold you to that. Right. Well, we got to th- thank our friend for bringing that by because now I actually see what it tastes like. Because I know I had some of it last night, but I don't think I remember what it tastes like because it didn't show up here till like two in the morning, and I might already been in. Uh, I might have been uh, pretty well was, on my way that at that point. Because so. he was on the road again. Uh, on the road again. Yes. Well, here we go. Um, I'm I'm actually going for my uh, CDL and my uh, chauffeur's license very in the near future. So anybody interested, um, it's thirty five for a so. Uh, chauffeurs and uh, CDL, you're on your own on that one. But um, I plan on getting all those next year, um, just because. Well, good because then I I have a new job for you. This just popped up this That's week. That's fine. We won't get to the news stories yet, but I have. No, I mean uh, if we but, need to travel and interview people. Well, uh, I wanted to let you know in a in a bus caravan, I I'll have a chauffeur's license. Oscar Meyer is hiring for <laughs> drivers uh, for their wiener, wienermobile. I heard about that. So, Did you see the video for yeah, the hiring thing? Yep, yep. It's so crazy. You could uh, you could actually drive the wienermobile across country. So, yeah, as soon as you get your CDL, we'll send an application over to Oscar Meyer for you and get you a new job. You know what? <laughs> I'd do it. Why not? Give, give, me in, give me a week with the Oscar Meyer wiener vehicle. I'm telling you, we'd have, we'd could, have some stories. That could be trouble. No, I mean, I, I mean, if if the price is right, I don't sure. know. What, I don't know what the yearly uh, wages or whatever. And I but. think they're looking for younger, you know, younger yeah. kids. Anyways, we might sure. be uh, we might be a little out of range of the age group that they're after. But uh, I don't know. You know, never hurts to never hurts to give it a try. So. <laughs> Oscar Meyer Wiener. Oh goodness! So where are we going next? Do you want to do your top eleven, or should we get uh, get into the joke of the week? Ah. Uh. You got you, a weak, you got a weak joke, or I do. Well, remember we have to do the follow up from last week's joke. I know. Remember where we left off with that? So. Hey, Shawnee. <laughs> Thanks for being a good spirit. Let's oh, do that, the joke that was that was two weeks ago that we did that, that was, to oh, uh, two to Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Two weeks ago. My uh, how time old, flies. Old Sean uh, got got to got to be the the butt of a joke. <laughs> But I haven't heard any feedback from him, uh, so well, we we know he can take it. But uh, if nothing else, make sure even even though we joke about him, make sure that you get a hold of Sean at Hightower Meets at eight one zero four three four six one eight eight. But if you remember where we left off last week, remember we had, we had uh, covered blowjobs from a woman's point of view. 
Oh yeah. So in continuation of that, so I'm wondering. I'm wondering. Hold on. I, I'm wondering if that's what Bill Clinton was sleeping at at the inauguration when he had his eyes closed. <laughs> if he was having flashbacks of the Oval Office uh, situation, right? So, I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, you never know. You never no, know. I don't know. He's like. <laughs> Ah, oh, man, you know, I'm sitting here, and it's like the inauguration. I miss the old office, and oh, I remember that one time. Right. <laughs> you know. But anyway. Well, if the if the women all liked, uh, liked the uh, joke of the week last week, um, they may not like the joke of the week this week, because here's the man's rebuttal to last week's first oh, part. Oh, so, here we go. So, number one. Number one. First of all, yes, you are obligated to do it. If you don't, we will find someone younger, prettier, and dirtier who will. Number two. Yeah. Second, swallowing a teaspoon of cream is a hell of a lot easier than licking a dead fish. Whoa. <laughs> Number three. Blindsided. You want to talk about farting? Does the word queef mean anything to you? True story. <laughs> Number four. Nobody says it out loud. I will use your ears as I see fit. Don't worry about it. And be thankful I'm not pulling your hair. <laughs> Number five. In my Neanderthal voice. <laughs> Number five. When you're on your period, stuffing something in your mouth is the only way to stop your bitching and moaning. Suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> you had to follow that up with suck it up. Suck it up. Nice. Number six, speaking of which, if you are bleeding for five straight days... Don't trust me. You need all the fluids you can get. Trust me. Oh, yeah. I knew there was a trust me thing in there. I knew there was a joke. Number seven. Never trust anybody that bleeds more than three days. You, you bitch about the taste, but trust me. When I tell you that we get the shit end of the stick in the flavor country. Whoa. Number eight. Here it is. At least there's no danger of a dick bleeding in your mouth. Number nine, play with the balls. Number 10, no matter how good you think you are at it, we've had better. <laughs> we just won't tell you. Number 11. And we're not going to tell you. <laughs> Caress the ass, too. We like that. It's not, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> Number 12, make hay when the sun shines. It's wide awake in the morning now, but when you get out, when you get old and fat and are looking for some action, I guarantee it'll be sound asleep. <laughs> and number 13, if you swallow, then I don't have to worry about getting any on your face. Now, do I? <laughs> so what a rebuttal that was kind of a brutal follow-up to that the, was a uh, rebuttal uh, to the <laughs> from episode 72 <laughs> that was wow yeah yeah, yeah. my so, goodness sorry ladies but <laughs> oh comes around goes around and by the way just so it's perfectly clear i did not write that no neither perspective i just read it <laughs> so, just read it don't don't uh, don't kill the messenger or the reader how's that <laughs> We're just relaying a message. Yes, yeah, yeah. We're but, st stuck in the middle with you. On that, on that note, it's probably a very good time to move on to uh, to your top eleven because. Uh, that oh, might, we switching things up, uh, that, still? That might be uh, that might be a little brutal. Yeah. All right, that, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was corrupt. 
We might have some data files that are corrupt in there. And Oopsie. That, uh, we might need to. Uh, well, we can always hashtag them. Yeah. There we go. There we go. And see what pops up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see how I like to do the, the segues into the other things and the other things and the innuendos. I, I, I picked yeah. that up. Yeah. I know. you. Yeah. Do. you know, yeah. Thank you for our smart listeners out there. Uh, so anyway, we're going to get back to Michigan. There we go. What do you know about Michigan, Scott? Um, I know I live there. <laughs> That's it? Yeah. Tremendous yeah. deduction. Yep. Like my, uh, like my, uh, uh, well, I think he was my history teacher, and then I think he was my history teacher, and then I think he was my accountant, and then my typing class, you know, all through high school, whatever, doesn't matter. Tremendous deduction. You know, he always had that whiskey voice from hanging out at the bar. Right, <laughs> right. He's all hungover. He didn't even want to be there. We didn't want to be there. We were all stony. He was half drunk. So, <laughs> you know, these are the 80s, you know. So, uh, yeah. All right, let's take a trip through. Uh, um, I got a bunch of stuff from Michigan, but uh, uh, so here's some questions, maybe. You want to go through some uh, Q&A or... Or, or just what? Some facts? Or yeah. Just read off yeah, some just, facts or yeah. whatever. Give us, All right. give us your top 11 facts about Michigan. All right. So besides Florida, what what other uh, what other state uh, consisting of uh, two peninsulas besides um, Florida? This, I'm going to go with uh, Michigan. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Number one answer. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Thank you. It's crazy up in here man we're talking, we're looking at pies in michigan and stuff and uh all right so um if anybody knows when you when you look at number two and you try to pronounce it you would say salt saying seat uh marie all right sue saint marie sue saint marie yeah same with um you know when you look at grash it how do you pronounce it grash it charlevoix it's not like it's spelled or whatever. So, I, I mean, I can see where, you know, if you're Russian or Chinese, you couldn't pronounce, you know, Charlevoix or Grashit or Sault Ste. Marie because it... It doesn't not, look right. It doesn't... It, it, how you spell it does, is not how it sounds. Nope. Right. All right. So, anyway, Sault Ste. Marie was founded in uh, 1668 and was the first European settlement in the Midwest and the third oldest one west of the Appalachians. No kidding. Yeah, number two, Michigan facts. There's 52 of these. We're going to cover 11. <laughs> that's, <laughs> right. that's probably sufficient. All right, so a house that was $259,900, three-bedroom, two-bedroom bath, 1,356 uh, square foot, uh, bah, 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 and, uh, you know, Grand Rapids uh, now goes for about 139 Imagine that. Okay. I don't know. All right, all right, so number four, Michigan abolished the death penalty in 1846 for all crimes other than treason, becoming not only the first state, but the first English-speaking government in the world to do so. That's kind of... Dumb. Right, but they got, look at this chair, you know, <laughs> they got an extension cord plugged into this old wooden chair. Eh. Eh. At least it's not wrapped in duct tape. <laughs> 
I know. I'm. I'm not. I'm not seeing it. But uh, all right. All right. So anyway, there are no longer any living wolverines in the Wolverine state. That's pretty sad. That is pretty sad. Yep. Yep. Very Do you remember true. Wolverines? Remember yep. what was the movie? Uh, oh my goodness! Uh, I can see all the actors, and they were in there. Wolverines. What was the uh, uh, red? Uh, something red. Uh, man, I I'm gonna get so mad at myself. Uh, red Dawn. Oh yeah, yeah. That was the movie. Yep, sure. Wolverines. Yep. Remember that mm-hmm. when the Russians came into America and you kind of, you know, they were the last ones. But anyway, great are, movie by the way. And, great movie. And if you haven't seen it, make sure you watch the original, not the remake. The remake is okay, but it's you know besides the fact that the original is very dated because I believe it's I believe that was in the seventies that that movie came out. No, 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 but, early early eighties. Okay, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's you know definitely dated as far Wolverines. as quality. But uh, yeah, the original is very very good. So if you've only seen the newest release of it, make Red sure you Dawn. go back and watch the original. I never, I didn't see the new one. Okay. Well, don't don't bother. Don't do it. it. No. It, yeah, I'll be disappointed. It's kind of a it's kind of a different take on it a little bit. They rewrote the story a little bit, and it's a little it. You know, they changed it for the times, and and yeah, it's just not. Uh, uh, it's it's nowhere near as good to me as the as the original. So, Anyways. I don't think there is any more sequels that are good. Sorry, I had a little little for clump there for a minute. I and guess. A little. Did yeah. you did you queef? <laughs> well, I got something in the back of my head that opens up. And it's like a little voice box and tells me things in my ear, one ear, and then tells me not to do it in the other ear. So. Right? <laughs> is that a is that a thing? Yeah, Anybody else? Could be. Could no, be. I don't know. Could be. All right. So anyway, there are no living wolverines in Michigan in the in the Wolverine State. Besides at U of M. <clears throat> Okay. <laughs> there was one discovered in Huron County in 2004. This was the first one spotted in 200 years, but it has has since passed on and now has been stuffed and mounted. Huh. 200 years. You ain't seen a Wolverine in the Wolverine State. Didn't know that. Nope. I thought that I thought there was a Wolverine spotted like a couple years back. I really did. I, I don't remember there, hearing anything about it, but was it like a Canadian mountain lion or something? Or I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Know. Something something was spotted in Michigan that we didn't, uh, you know, anticipate to see, but it was there. Well, they have they have uh, <clears throat> lots of wolves back in the UP because another great experiment by the DNR decided to transplant some wolves into the UP. Now you, you know what they're doing now. Well, they're not only overpopulating; now they're killing all the moose and and uh, and the elk and yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Not, yeah. Good choice. Good Nat- choice. Natural selection. They, 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 I know they tried that in uh, Yellowstone and uh, tried to, you know, the way that the uh, environment and the uh, animals interact with everything. Uh, it is now, you know, actually a flourishing um, thing. But maybe it didn't work out for Michigan so well. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah, just saying. Yeah. No. Right. Not so well. All right. Number five. All right. Oh, my goodness. Hold on. Anybody else know uh, Isle, Michigan, the Green Meadow? No, not familiar. With the big cow out in the front? Not familiar. Okay, never mind. 
Uh, number six, uh, we're going to go with the uh, the world's largest limestone quarry is located in Rogers City. It's not aware of that either. We got a limestone quarry in Michigan. In Rogers City. I know where Rogers City is. I know I, where Rogers City is. I'm not familiar with the, the limestone. or, or Wasn't aware of the limestone situation over there. <laughs> I guess the next question I have is, does it matter to me? No, I oh, mean, okay. no, yeah, <laughs> just just checking. Is it a job creator? I, I don't know. Yeah, no, no, it, I don't it's know. probably been there for centuries, and they just like ah, nah, Michigan, ah, <laughs> <laughs> eh, Michigan. Yeah, okay. you know, well, we'll overlook it like we do a lot of other things, right? On. Oh, dude, I said that. Oh, let's go with uh, number eight. Uh, the first air. Uh, conducted car was uh, manufactured in 1939 by Detroit's Packing Motor City Car Company. The first what kind of car? Conditioned. Air conditioned. Oh, air conditioned. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say it backwards first. I thought you just, said, to, I, I just, thought confuse, you said, just to confuse our listeners. Air car. I yeah. like air car. That's, uh, hmm, all right. Well, well that, was tes- that was Tesla. Ah, yes, yes. <laughs> It's called a UFO now. We're all going to own one of those, you know. Oh, no. Yeah, one in every garage. No, it's coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a chicken on our front porch. Chicken yeah. in the bread rock, chicken out down. <laughs> Got electric car. Dip, dip, down. Yep, yep. Yeah. Shell out your $100,000. Go get your Tesla. Put it in your garage. All right. I know you like this one because we talked about the Upers. Yes. Upers. The Upers. Everyone in the UP, not just the guys in the band, refer to people from the rest of us in the States as trolls. And Why do they do that? Because we live below the bridge. We love we, we love living be, <laughs> below the bridge. I don't know. I, but I, we're I, trolls. I think I'd like to live above the bridge sometimes. But I, it's always interesting, uh, these questionnaires that I get about Michigan. You know, you know if you're a true Michigander, if you know, you know, this, 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 and this. So this is why we're covering some of this stuff. Do Michigan. you know what else we're called? Um, besides trolls? Mm-hmm. No. Apple knockers. Apple knockers. Mm-hmm. Yep. And do you know the story or get that? Or, just, or just, just because, I mean, you know, especially down this way, that's one of our, you know, there's, where isn't there an apple orchard? Yeah, you know, I mean, you you get you get in. No, honestly, south. I could drive anywhere ten miles or, or <laughs> somewhere, an and I could orchard. find an apple orchard. <laughs> this is uh, yeah. There's not many apple orchards in the UP, but uh, yeah, you can you can go uh, about every ten twenty miles in the in the lower part and find an apple orchard. So yeah, this is true. So we are the apple knockers. This is true, and I've been to <laughs> hundreds and hundreds. I mean, when I say hundreds, I mean hundreds. Yep. Every place I've lived, Kalamazoo, Grand Rapids, uh, Garden City. Yeah, there's always an or. or or apple orchard it's a lower peninsula thing it's a thing all right so um number 11 in michigan you get 10 cents back for every recycling can which is the highest payback rate in the country isn't that funny that there's still some some states that do not um that do not recycle will not recycle no no i I live in florida i had to uh Rinse my cans out and then send them back, but I didn't get any money, but I recycled them. Okay, okay. But, uh, yeah, you know, nobody else I know that's giving yeah, 10 cents uh, for a recycled can. I don't know like, how many, but um, I know Ohio does not. No, if you look at the top of the can, I think it's uh, Michigan, Maine, not very many. I think there's only three or four states that do it. Okay, yeah. You know, yeah. those recycled cans. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. yeah, we give 
Michigan gives 10 cents a can. Yep. Good very, money. No, I mean, good very, money. Very weird when you go across country and you see a can, can't return it. <laughs> right. And then what are you going to do? Just, no. Uh, I just throw it in somebody's recycle bin, you know, just because I'm, I'm just a caring citizen. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, dude. Do you, really, is that what you're gonna do? You're gonna pick up a can on side road? Just and, oh, you look at top. It's like, nah, it's not worth ten cents. No, um, no. I'm gonna, I'm hitchhiking right now, and I'm gonna pick up every can, and I'm just gonna find a guy that's got a recycle bin on the side of the road. But it works here. How many can how many cans and bottles do you see on the sides of the roads around here? Not very many anymore. You know, I mean that's that's if, why we throw them out while we're drinking beer going down the highway. Because <laughs> <laughs> we know those we know those prison workers. It's it's not littering because you know somebody's going to pick it up. Somebody's going to pick it up <laughs> and make money off of it. Hi, <laughs> welcome to Michigan. Didn't know that, did you? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, you did. I, I, yeah, I kind of did. Yeah, because it becomes are, a it becomes a big pain in your butt when you have to uh, return them all. But uh, but you know that's all right. That's what kids are for. All right. So what what is Travis City known for in Michigan? Uh, well, it used to be strictly the Cherry Blossom Festival. There it is. You know, but um, boy, Traverse City uh, it is, is known the, for so many things anymore. It's the cherry capital of the world. It is. It is. If you ever been there, I have. I've been there for the Cherry Festival. It is unbelievable. Yes. Charlevoix, uh, Traverse City. Yeah, unbelievable, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a neat event. If if you've never, I mean, it's it's almost an event that you could, you know, no matter where you are in the country, um, that you could plan that for a for a destination, for a getaway. Um, usually, usually, so right what is there. it, August? Look at the, look at the, look at the, big, the, the big sign. Traverse City, Michigan. Cherry capital of the world. There we go. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a it's a it's a neat time and it's beautiful and uh, yeah, really, it's 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 a neat destination and boy, there's a whole lot of uh, events that go along with it that go on during there that, are. you know during that time. So, yep. um, been years since I've done it, but uh, yeah, we used to do it quite often. So. I got a ticket up there for uh, littering. <laughs> was it your beer can? <laughs> no, I actually I got a ticket because I was running across traffic. And uh, bouncing off the guys that dropped us off that we went up there for, I was bouncing off their bumper, and the cop got me for jaywalking and wrote me a ticket and handcuffed me a ticket to a stop sign while he wrote me a ticket. And I was like, I'm never coming back here, and I put the ticket in my mouth. And then I spit it out, and he's like, well, I'm going to get you for the ticket, and then I'm going to get you for littering (laughs) if you don't pick it up. And it was still on my record, man, for like, 10 years well that's a different story but it was an 80 dollars ticket i had to pay back to charlevoix for going up to the cherry festival (laughs) it's like are you serious serious right now i get into that story about why i was there and why i didn't have a license or whatever later but yeah anyway um and why why, another story why it took 10 years to pay an $80 fine. It was like an <laughs> Arthur Guthrie uh, song, you know, <laughs> Alice's Restaurant type right, thing. Yeah, right. going on there. Yeah, and so on. But anyway, uh, Battle Creek is a city well known to anyone who's ever sent off for a prize earning a cereal box tops. Uh, it is the cereal capital of the world due to its presence of the Kellogg Company in Battle Creek. Battle Creek is the cereal capital of the world. It is too. 
Yeah, it sure is. You drove by there, haven't you? I've been there. I've, I've been, been. I've I, been there on the on the tours. Yes. I got. I have a patent for cereal flavored milk in in these guys. <laughs> they should have stopped producing cereal and gave all the vitamins in these little bottles uh, nutrients that taste like cereal flavored milk to all these kids. These little six packs. Nobody's got. They don't. The fast moving pace. The idea behind my. Uh, thing was, uh, you know, my patent was, is like, they don't have time to eat cereal. Give them all the vitamins and these little Nutri-Packs and you pick them up at the grocery store, you're on the go, like Go-Gurts and, you know, there you go. all the other stuff and they could just slam it and they're good and they got all the vitamins and everything. They don't need to eat cereal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kellogg didn't like it. Well. They didn't want to go out of business. <laughs> but it's still on the market. I still got a patent for it. Yeah. It's in there. I swear to God. Perfect. I'm not kidding. It cost me $649 to hire a 3D um, presentation to Kellogg. Why I should patent this, hire these lawyers, do this. I got a big brown envelope in the mail, and I still got it today. And, uh, yeah, they just uh, – but, anyway, if you see it, which you're not going to see it unless they go by me because it's my freaking idea. So if they ever do it um, – that's a giant lawsuit right now. There you That's go. That's a true story, dude. I'm not even making that up. I have a patent for cereal-flavored milk with the Kellogg Company. Right now, I was going to take a tour, the whole thing. I had to make up the bottles. I had to do a 3D image. I had to talk to lawyers. I had to pay this money. I had to do everything for this stuff. <laughs> it's crazy. But that's what you get with a crazy idea. You never know. You never know. No, nope, you sure you know. don't. So I guess it's sitting there, and that was uh, 2015 years ago. Okay. So if you see it, it's my idea, because you're not going to see it, because they're going to owe me a lot of money. <laughs> That's a true story. True story. All right. So I don't know what number we're on, but um, I'll give you two more. Um, so I guess that would make it number nine. Number nine. I think you're on like 13 or 14 or something number, like that. Number nine. All right. Verners. Where else are you going to get Verners? Michigan. That's it. Verner's Ginger Ale, which was uh, created by a Detroit druggist, is possibly the oldest soft drink still on the market. It's definitely the oldest surviving brand of ginger ale. Did you know that? I didn't know it was the oldest brand. I knew it was a Michigan-based uh, product, but I did not know it was the oldest ginger ale that was out there. Yep. There Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, there's a whole bunch more, so uh, we can cover a little bit more. But nothing, the, uh, nothing better than a than a, a Verner's and ice cream. It's my favorite float. Root beer and ice cream's okay, but Verner's and ice cream, my favorite. I love it. Really? Yeah. Yep. All right, let me give you one more, and this is a little bit more detailed, and then we'll we'll set you free. All right. <laughs> All right. So the Michigan. You ever hear of the Michigan Dogman? No, I have not. The Michigan think. Dogman is a kind of werewolf-type beast. was first spotted in Wexford County in 1887 and several times thereafter. More recent sightings have been more linked to the 1987 radio station hoax as well as related to the 2007 video, which was later debunked by the Monster Quest show. Interesting. So, yeah. Is there a wool, werewolfish type beast that roams around Michigan? 
drinking verners and uh, <laughs> eating cherries, cere- eating cherries and cereal. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's out there. Anything, anything's possible. We live in Michigan, especially in this day and age. We got our own little thing going on up here. <laughs> so if you want to visit us, give us a call. You can come to. <laughs> www.twoguysinabottlelove.com, 7467 Smith Creek Road, Outer Space Drive, Michigan. (laughs) Something like that. I don't even know. Yeah. I'm not even sure where we're at. I don't even know our address right now. (laughs) But good times. Good times in the studio. Heck yeah. Glad to be back with you, brother. Heck Uh, yeah. uh, I think my co-host is a little feeling a little hungover today oh uh, yeah a bit a bit yeah it was uh it was a fun we had a we had a good time yesterday that was a little uh, drew uh, a couple yeah a couple yeah. few a couple right. few yeah and we came up with a rule last night too uh oh, out, out in the garage more rules uh yeah there was definitely a rule last night kind of similar to the rules that we you know that we made while we were bartending um we decided after after a little while that uh, the rules of the garage were no politics no religion and no covid <laughs> those topics are off the list because it just creates too many heated discussions so yeah i think uh, we had to we had to call that all quits but kind of uh, does yeah yeah especially when you're especially when you're drinking and having a good time none of those three topics are are, are fitting for the uh, having a good time atmosphere so yeah it should be like a yahtzee euchre and uh poker yeah yeah <laughs> something something besides those three topics for sure so yeah, I wanted to. Uh, I guess getting into the news, we probably need to start out with our with our normal. Um, you know, it seems like it happens on a weekly basis. At least there's no musicians this week, unless you want to consider Phil Spector. But um, you know, Phil Spector. I mean, granted, murderer. You know, we know he's convicted of murder, but he passed this week at the age of 81. But you know, one thing about Phil Spector before he was a murderer. I mean, he talented, talented, talented person. You know, what a producer. I mean, Phil Spector, you know, in his in his heyday um, was so influential with, um, you know, w- with the rock scene and, and with so many bands. So what um, was he accused of, of uh, murdering? He um, he murdered um, know, uh, Lana I, Clarkston. I, I, I think it was an actress or something. Yeah, right? she actress uh, Lana Clarkston in 2003. Um, he, he was convicted of that. So definitely got convicted. Yes. Yes. And he tried to, he tried to maintain that it was an accidental suicide, but, um, but yes, he ended up getting convicted of that. And there's a few other things. Um, if, if we would have had the days of me too, back then, Phil Spector would have, uh, would have been in trouble for that too. So, you know, oh, it's yeah. A, yeah, there was, he had a pretty, you know, he, he was nuts. Along I mean, he, he was a crazy man, you know. Just, well, you could see his hair. I mean, he, he wanted to be Cher <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with uh, Jerry Cool or Jerry Curl or whatever it was. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But he pretty much invented what they called, what they referred to going forward, you know, and even to this day, the wall of sound. Um you know that was kind of the you know, that was really his creation um that you know the the big harmonies and the and you know the 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 orchestral uh, arrangements and and you know he produced uh, songs such as uh, do run run um be my baby uh, he's a rebel you know he just he he worked with so many bands you know including the beatles and and uh, john lennon on his own and and just you know on and on i mean he's got you know his resume is just uh, un- unbelievable, but um, no, but yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, when you talk music, uh, you know Phil Spector comes up. I mean, sure he does. Even if you don't know the guy or whatever, I mean, you know the guy. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. heard his name. Yeah, absolutely. 
So then following the, uh, the you know, the Phil Spector thing, um, probably one of the biggest, uh, you know, the biggest stories today was, um, did you see uh, that we lost Larry King? I did. 83. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, uh, actually 87. 87. Or 87. So, yep, sorry. Yep. Yeah. He went in for uh, coronavirus, didn't he? Uh, you know, I didn't even I didn't even read the article yet. I just saw it and threw it in there. Um, I'm not sure if they have the I cause. Don't know. I don't know nope. if that's what he died from, but uh, yep. I, know, I know he was ho- hospitalized with uh, COVID. Yep, and that's and that's actually what it says. They didn't really give the cause of death, but it does say that King's death occurs weeks after he was hospitalized with COVID nineteen. So, within, I mean, you know, but he always, uh, you know. He gave a great show, man. I, mean, I think he was born in uh, 1933, so he's been doing this like 60 years. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or whatever it's been. Yeah, long time. Oh, absolutely, long, long time. Absolutely, and, and he and, never quit. And very respected for the most part. I mean, everybody knows Larry King. Yeah, that yeah. was kind of. I don't if, care what show or what I David Letterman was this way or that way or whatever. Everybody knew Larry King. People loved him. People hated him. And people loved to hate him. But, you know, it was kind of one of those things when you were an upcoming anybody, actor or, or producer, or if you got an interview with Larry King, you knew that you'd arrived. You know, that's that kind of what, what it was. It was, you know, he, there were certain people, if you made it on Letterman, you, uh, as a comedian, you were, you were a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, and then of course, you know, uh, not to be undone by, um, Hank Aaron, who we lost this week and, you know, and if and you can't, you can't forget Hank Aaron. I mean, just uh, Hank Aaron, all I, time, I, I have a all book. time greatest home run header. I have a you know? book. I have, I have a book, uh, from my grandfather that he gave me. Um, he passed away, but it was passed down to me, but he actually gave it to me and, uh, you know, I think it was uh, the love of the game, or or whatever it was named, or something like that. Yeah, but yeah. all the all the greats back in the stuff. Um, Seven hundred and fifty-five home runs. You know, I mean that's, <laughs> that's just amazing. And you know, and dude, what a power player on top of that. And just imagine an all trying around, to hit seven hundred and fifty-five home runs in a major league. Twenty you know, twenty-five time All Star. Um, awesome. MV, MVP yeah. and, and three-time Golden Glove. I mean, he just, you know, he, he was just an all-around, um, all-around ball player. And, you know, and of course, you know, he, he took that crown from, uh, from Babe Ruth. And then, you know, they, they wanted to say that Barry Bonds actually took that, but we know the whole story behind Barry Bonds. So as far right. as I think anybody's concerned, um, Aaron, is, Aaron is still yeah. the, you know, still the, uh, still the, the, the home run hitter, you know, the, the, yep. the home run champion and not to mention his RBIs, 2,297 RBIs. That's got to say a little <laughs> bit of something for a lot of people. And, and I'll tell you, it'd be amazing to even think that anybody could ever even touch that record, you know, not whether, right now. whether they, whether they beat, uh, you know, the home runs or not. Um, you know, that's how long, how long was he in the game? You know, he started in 51 with the Negro Leagues, um, and he played all the way until I think he was, I think he was 40. What, Willie, you know, the, you're talking about Willie Mays and the, the, the Hall of Fame and, the, you know, you know, quite a bit of, uh, you know, history going on. Yeah, you know. yeah, so... So yeah, I mean, hats off, and you know, giving giving some due to 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 Aaron because um, yeah, I mean that's you know, granted, age of eighty six. I mean, that's a ripe old age, but um, but yeah, it's just you know, whenever you see you ever see a superstar like that with so much uh, so much uh, you know behind him and so much history and 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 what he did for the game, you know, especially starting off with the Negro Leagues and and you know being a black man and a 
white man's league at that point and you know just all those things so yeah so True just story just in you know just a little bit in memory of hank aaron so i just wanted to make sure we touched on those things that happened this week but uh um yeah three of them you know it seems like it always happens in threes it, it, it's very I, you strange know, I, just, it's, I was just wondering you know because we got the king and then we got the, the king you know the, the, yeah you know who, who's next? Three kings. You got Three Larry kings. King, the uh, the the king of Thank music you. production, and the uh, king of baseball. Spectre, you know? yeah, so there's your three. Yeah. <laughs> the king of home runs. So right. lost three kings this week. So that was a great movie, by the way. Three kings. Did you ever watch that movie? Three I kings. I think I have. George I'm Clooney. To, yes, yeah, and, I have uh, seen Mark that. Mark Wahlberg. Dude, I love that movie. Yeah, it is a good one. That I, is I, a great movie, man. Vaguely. At the very end, what they do with the gold and then give it back. And it was like, you know, they tried, you know, or whatever. But it was like, you know, in their hearts, you know, they gave it back, you know. And it's like, list, you know, risking limb, limb, you know, life and limb and everything else. And, yeah, you know, maybe trying to get away with something or whatever, but it end up doing the right thing. You know, it was... Um, it was it was a pretty good freaking movie, man. You know, Three Kings. Yep. So yep. There it is. You know, summarize it all. You know, <laughs> as the French uh, say, it's called the uh, ah the French the denouement. Um, and you can quote me on that. It's called the denouement. It is the tying up of loose ends, and there we go. And we just tied it all up right there with the denouement. <laughs> it's French, but I tell you what. You better frickin' start speaking Spanglish in America pretty soon. <laughs> and I've told you that 20 years ago. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so, um, you know, is that what it's going to be called? I mean, a new language, Spanglish? I don't know. You know I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. Got the boy learning Spanish. I told him, it's the best thing you can. If you're going to take a language in school, that's the best one you can learn because uh, You know what? To be bilingual in any, um, any let's just say you're in a um, private resort or any uh, type of situation or any anything anymore uh, where you do make a little bit more money than $15 an hour for minimum wage, but I, I'm not even touching on that one no, right now. No, we, we can't even you get can, into that. You I, can. I don't want to. But I don't want to. But... <laughs> Don't you think in your lifetime that you would seek out a different re- career to make more than $15 an hour? Is that what you set out for your goal to make $15 an hour? Minimum wage, yeah. It doesn't matter. No. Minimum wage now is $15 an hour. You have just what you worked for back when you were there to get $15 an hour. The union workers that are not working anymore on the pipeline, I'm, I'm staying brief, just got cut out. 10,000 jobs. Uh, Canada's pissed. <laughs> I go on and on, but instead of creating jobs, we're losing jobs. And now you're going to let tons of people that are unvaccinated into our country. We lost jobs on the pipeline. We're doing this, and I just don't know where it's going. I, it's it's the total. It's everything that I've said recently or in the past. It is the hypocrisy of democracy. <laughs> and it just blows my mind that we get to open up and we get to do this and we get to do this and Cuomo's saying this and Biden's doing this. And it's like, you know, it's just crazy, isn't it? It's bizarro. It is the most bizarro time I've ever lived in my life. Well, we knew he was going to do it. I mean, that's that's the first thing he did as soon as as soon as the inauguration was done and he went and did his 
his executive. all of his ni- inauguration doings and went to Arlington and all the all the events were over. He headed right for the Oval Office and signed seventeen executive orders. Boom. So, you know, well, and and and, and, most and that's of them, what got presented to me was like most presidents that come in actually do that. Yes. You know, yeah. So, they they do. And why why do they got to use a different pen for every? every book because it becomes a commemorative pen i mean this is the pen this that signed the, pen the that executive signed... order okay that... i just wanted to know oh yeah I mean, yeah no that's... enlighten us please <laughs> i mean why does he got to take a different pen for every book yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i don't know i don't know but uh uh, yeah, it was um, it, it was interesting, uh, you know, just to just to see, you know, here's a stack of stack of, I mean, you know, t- two foot tall pile of these executive orders that that was that was his first first task he had to get done to sign all those executive orders. Did he read them? You know, and I, I don't. I, I, what what's happening? It's, I mean, the, everything from the pipeline, you know, to canceling the pipeline to the to the mask mandate that he, you know, the 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 best he could do is a mask mandate on federal property, but he signed that mask mandate on you know for anybody. But he on blew federal, that on day one. Oh yeah, yeah. Then you saw him and his family two hours later out running around on federal property without their masks on. So I mean, it's you know, yeah, yeah. The, the optics of but that the is wonderful. Of the House, uh, or or the Secretary of State, or whoever comes on, they're like, oh, we got other things to worry about. We don't want to talk about that right now. The redhead, what's her name? Um, P Z A Z I. Saki. Saki. She is. Never mind. Very wholesome looking. Um, I I looked at it and I went. She looks very wholesome. I you know I I haven't seen and I guess she's been around for quite some time. Um, that's my next thing is that what is with the younger people knowing you know where's the fine line between the the 80 year olds like biden and pelosi and uh you know the rest of them schumer or you know mcconnell or whoever or whatever and then you got the 30 year olds where's the where's the fine line where can can't we all just get along (laughs) yeah i don't know i mean there's an indifference here well, I mean, from watching the inauguration and and watching his speech, I mean, if if you take if you take the content of of his speech and and he really feels and believes the you know the things that he said during his inauguration speech, um, then that's a wonderful thing. I mean, if it re- because the whole thing was based around unity, um, you know, it was all about the unity and all about the moving forward and and creating this unity, but they but. What I've seen so far coming out of the administration is is not anything that's that's going to generate unity. And I don't know, you know, but I, I guess my takeaway from that day, the biggest thing besides the fact that he signed 17 executive orders, um, you know, the biggest takeaway, and I don't know if you saw it, but there they had. Uh, but go ahead. They had a poet on there by the name of Amanda Gorman. And yep. she uh, she had a, a poem that she read. And. Yep. It was it was it was pretty amazing. Um, you know, it was it was very well written. It was very well done, and it was kind of the the kind of the talking point in, in all over. You know, for for most of the day, she's not a politician. She's not a politician, but it was just very very neat to listen to her poem and the take. And if you haven't heard it, I encourage you to go listen to it because I've it's heard a it. it's a it's a strong poem, and it. And it says, and it goes along with the, you know, with the unity theme, which makes sense. But, um, um, but yeah, I mean, just 
not taking politics out of it, you know, completely. The whole point that I'm trying to make is this Amanda Gorman um, is an amazing young woman. So, um, you know, I'd be interested to see some of the other stuff she's written because apparently she's uh, she's written quite a few things. But, um, yeah, it was uh, it, it was it was neat. And, and that was probably my one takeaway. And my other takeaway, which I never dreamed um, that I'd feel this way until I actually watched it happen. Lady Gaga. Yep. Crushed it. I was so impressed with Lady Gaga's uh, rendition of of you know the national anthem. I just I, I just sat there and went, "Wow, that was actually almost moving," um, you know, and, and especially Lady Gaga because I'm not uh, I'm not exactly a huge Lady Gaga fan. You know, it's not really my wheelhouse for music, but uh, but yeah, I, I thought uh, I thought that she just did an excellent job, and 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 you know i'm kind of one of those people it doesn't matter no matter what when i hear the star spangled banner um you know it just it, it moves me in general so when it's sung well she kind of she did you know what so many people do you hear them at ball games and stuff and they try to make it their own and then they just kind of half destroy it where she took it and in a way made it her own but kept it kept the integrity of of the song you know without really getting weird with it like some of them I, like I to think do she went maybe 1930s with the whole thing you know I, I i i but yeah lady gaga you know she's a unique individual on her own she's oh sure she is she's her own entity for mm-hmm. sure her place in politics uh same with lopez or whoever else was there to do it the bleeding hearts and the artist um always get the less recognition that are the ones that do something I, I guess there's more to it. I mean, maybe we should all maybe, you know, with the unity, uh, maybe take a a step back for a minute and maybe just kind of psychoanalyze this situation at this point and see how we can move forward uh, without being influenced by celebrities or anything else like that. That's just my intake. Well, um, you, you, did you see that, um, you know, with his unity speech that Antifa um, jumped right on board and followed along with it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with yeah, all the were... all the protests in Portland and all of that, you know, all up and down through the through the West, the West Coast. Yeah. Antifa well, sure Antifa... followed it, you know, followed the unity, uh, the unity structure. They really listened and, uh, you know, jumped right on board. And as they continued to uh, riot and uh... break windows. <laughs> and... Yeah. Do this and yeah. this and this and this. Yeah, and this. so yeah, I get it. Um, you know, they're kind of going against Biden a little bit too. You know, I mean, it's just the reversal of what is wrong, right is right. What's up, down, black, white. You know, I mean, you can spin it thirteen different million freaking ways. You know, peel an orange. I don't care what you do, how you do it, but man, wow. I mean, the psycho anal, you know, the psycho an- analysis of the situation. There's going to be a lot of more people taking a lot more of attention of this new presidency. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm not, it, it's, it's barely been a week, right? Yes. Right. So let's just see what happens. You know, I guess. Well, that's all you can do. Yeah. I mean, all you can do is take the takeaways from it and, and wait I'm not going to knock. You know? I mean, but you know, this I show. felt the same way when, when uh, Trump became a president, you know, I, wasn't impressed with him. I we weren't sure in the beginning. I, I didn't like the guy. Um, you know, I I was not a fan when I watched him on his show. Um, you know, he just but he didn't play any point in my life. But when he became president, I went, "Ooh, what's this going to look like?" But 
then I waited and I watched the facts and the accomplishments and, you know, I, and, and it started to change my feelings a little bit of, of what I thought and, and what he was accomplishing and the things that were getting done. Um, and then I almost started to, you know, in a way feel bad for him because the media and, and everybody outside of his bubble tried to destroy him. And so, you know, and, and it might be the same story here. I'm not sure about Biden. You know, I, it, there's so many things that we've talked about that it scares well, me. Well, Biden's and, a politician. Trump's not. Correct. Correct. I mean, and they're two completely different personalities and here, styles and and parties and all of those things. So here, there's, all you here, can do is wait and see here's and the thing. We see got where four, it goes. We got four more years of this presidency. We got four more years of the podcasting with a different president and uh you know maybe we'll look back on some of these episodes and you know reverberate or regurgitate you know, sure. type, type of different situations yeah. and yep. scenarios yeah and, you know, both of those things could happen right you know you know we you, might reverberate you, and regurgitate. oh my god that came up again oh <laughs> yeah. my god you know but yep. you know and i'm only saying that to to the fact that uh, you know scooter man uh here had sent me some stuff about you know episode 33 which uh, i that I didn't want to forget about uh, giving a shout out to uh, Nope Aesthetic. And I know I, you know, if you listen to episode 33, which is epic episode, which is very classic and very, very cool. Um, you know, little redheaded um, girl that's got an EP out, uh, goes by the name of Nope Aesthetic. Very talented young lady. And uh, we had the privilege of bringing in to our studio. And um, she laid down some pretty cool stuff and re-listening to that and the the time and the space that we were we weren't when the when the covid hit we weren't really sure if she was going to even show up remember that mm -hmm. it was like a week it was so it was like less than a week whether to bring her in the studio or not and uh and that's where we were going with the podcast is you know the interviews and the stuff and the great ideas and the you know you know doing this and this and this and that and that's where kind of began was episode three with uh, interviewing people and uh you know doing doing what we we'd still love to do but then the COVID hit and uh you know basically changed the rest of the world so what i want to do right now is just give a shout out to nope aesthetic there you go we love you yes you know, yes we melt do. and we listen to melt and the nirvana cover and i listen to episode 33 so if nope aesthetics listening um we love you and uh as soon as whatever normal is <laughs> we get back to that or whatever uh we would love to have you back on the show 100 percent. and make sure you check out her if you remember back in episode 66 we had her on once again to yeah. uh plug her new release and uh there's always that song uh song loose um that we all like so much in Thank fact you and i don't think you know what i think that might we'll save that i kind of thought that forget. when you gave me my homework assignment this, tonight this, i thought you were gonna do no pathetic for your deep dive this subliminal but we will not leave you hanging and we will not leave you anywhere else we will play some no pathetic for you we will we'll put it instead of a subliminal this week at the end of the show i think we'll maybe put uh, some of uh loose on there because it is uh definitely one of my favorites so yeah uh, and i'm sure she wouldn't mind us sharing that with you because make sure you get out there and you know i'll make sure i include that in the show notes you get out there and uh get the information and download that uh that ep for uh, for it so yep um yeah for sure but i do have a question that i've been asking and i think we finally answered it uh thank you to jason vanderbrink who is the president of uh, ammunition uh, for uh, Vista Outdoor. 
And if you're not sure what Vista Outdoor is, they're basically the you know the the owner of uh, anything from Federal Premium to CCI to Spear. I got Premium and, and, shotgun shells, and now Remington. Right. Um, I got Federals Premium. Yeah, I got them. But all. the question is, where's all the damn ammo? Yeah. So <laughs> that was not only brought up to me just now, but it was brought up yesterday and two days ago. Well, I have your answer right here. And this is according to by uh, certain people that I know to the president um, of Vista Outdoor, and he answers this question, which a uh, uh, gentleman from Outdoor Life did an interview with uh, with the president of uh, Vista Outdoor. So here's the conspiracy theories because he lays all them out. So here it is. I already did it. There's the top three conspiracy theories. Number one, go ahead. Companies are stockpiling their product to drive up demand. Mm. Number two, ammo plants have shut down completely. Mm. And number three, and this Never is the one, happen. That, this is the one that floats two. around everywhere. Ammo companies are in cahoots to stop selling to civilians and are now only selling to the military. Here's the answers that he came up with. And he said, and it's easy for people to be a Monday morning quarterback, but he said during the Trump administration for all ammo ammunition companies, it was a tough business. The industry was over capacity. <sighs> and led companies not to invest in expansion or refrain from capital expenditures. And basically what he's saying, and they, and they actually tagged it, they called it the Trump slump. And reason being, because what we went through back in 2017 and 2016, when we had the last ammo shortage, um, I, I'm sorry, that was before that. That was 20, uh, 2014 and 2015. It was, Obama. Had, it, it was Obama era. And that was because... And I stocked up a lot of ammo back then. And everybody did. And that's and why we had the thing. ammo shortage back then, a, because was everybody was thinking that that Obama was going to change gun laws and, and those type of things. So everybody it was, was trying to... the same time I got my CPL. And everybody was trying to uh, you know get all the ammo they could. So anyways, from there, um, what happened was... Federal had to lay off in two, in 2017, the first year that Trump was in office, they decreased from 27.5 million to 25.2 million in 2017 as far as the amount of background checks for everybody buying a gun. So Federal had to lay off I remember 200 employees in 2017. And then in 2020, so just listen to these numbers because this is sure. what, this is what changed. Because basically, because of what they call the Trump slump, is they actually decreased quantities because nobody was buying guns and ammunition like they were previously during Obama's um, time in office, because of the scare and the and the thoughts and all those type of things. You looked at the at the amount. So 2016. Let's think about that. 2016, as far as background checks, the FBI ran. They ran. 25.2 million. I'm sorry. Got that backwards. In 2016, they ran 27.5 million background checks. In 2017, they ran 25.2 million. Now, okay. in 2020, you remember what happened in 2020? So and everybody freaking out. You know how many background checks they ran in 2020? 39.7 million. <laughs> right. Because everybody ran out, was buying firearms, buying guns. So basically, the su- what the hell's going on? Yeah, well, look at 2020 and what happened. I mean, the combination of the riots and the 
uh, you know, all the all the issues we had. I mean, the the you know the 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 lockdowns and and the crime and and you know so and that's what he's saying. He says, you know, after all the layoffs, you know, you can't just on a dime switch it back into gear because you have to train people, you have to ramp production back up, and you know, and so you have people panic buying, you have people grabbing up everything they can, you know, you have all these new gun buyers, you know, gun, gun owners a, in the market. I didn't do a panic buy. I just knew that. No, I didn't either. Yeah. I didn't either. So. My, might as well. I, I mean, I blew off enough ammo. You know, <laughs> sure. I've been around, and, you know, it was just time to re-up. <laughs> and I re-up twice as much as normally would I re-up because, you know, if you know anything about anything, why wouldn't you? I mean, everybody knew the scare because anything underneath a forty-five or a fifty cal you, you couldn't get, you know, because the military was buying it up. It, correct, they, and that's what happened back previously, you know. That's, that's, what, that's it, what we knew back then. Yep. Yep. Right. Now he's basically saying, you know, that it's just the fact that they changed their direction because of the Trump slump. Um, you know, there there wasn't the demand, so they had to ramp down production. And like he said, now, so when the market turned so fast, you had two problems. There was certainly not the labor available. And two, it takes time to train people. You can't just turn on a dime. You can't go hire hundreds of people overnight, train them, and boom, on Friday you have more ammo. So, you know, it's just going to take some time to, to get the, the production back up to where it needs to be to, to meet the demand that's out there. But, yeah, it was just, I just, it, it caught my attention because, you know, I saw the, the name of that article and, and you know, and I asked the same question. Where's the damn ammo? <laughs> you well, know, because you can't go into a store and buy ammo right now. I'm going to I'm I'm throw a monkey wrench into the whole thing. Okay. All right. Did you or did you not hear that NRA just filed for bankruptcy? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. That all was right. just last would week. You, would you like to elaborate at all or, or nothing on that or with the ammo or any, anything? Well, I wouldn't have that, to do with the ammo. Well, I'm just saying anything that goes together at all whatsoever. I mean, you know, that, well, I mean, I, I it can, was, it's, it's just one of those facts that, you know, I mean, the NRA just doesn't file for bankruptcy every year. They and, did, though. And, <laughs> and I can tell you, I can tell you the deep down reason behind it is because they went out of New York. I, I bet you at some point you're gonna you're gonna see an article or a story or even a release by the NRA that that's what they I believe they're heading for Texas is is what they're probably where they're gonna probably end up okay um I believe that's you know the reason behind it that's not what's been published and it's sure not what the mainstream media is posting out there but uh, ultimately that's that's what they want is they want to get up get out of you know the uh, 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 off the eastern seaboard and and head down to Texas or, or relocate basically so. All right, so I, so it's a relocation issue, probably more than anything, and and who knows that you know the deep down reasons behind it, you know whether they're in leases that they couldn't get out of without filing for bankruptcy or you know what all those reasons are, I don't know, um, but yeah, that that's that's well, I think what you're going to find out. Also, with a lot of companies moving out of New York, uh, you're oh gonna sure, see, you're going to see a lot of stuff going to Texas. Yep, um, you're going to see a lot of stuff going to wherever, maybe Arizona. We already have. You, you're going to see it. Yep, you know. You know, the New York crowd left, um, you know, California. I mean, where are those people going to go? Well, the mass exodus out of California. I mean, that's, yeah. you know. I mean, where are they going to go? I mean, who's going to pick up the slack? My eyes are definitely open. I mean, is so much more than I think that uh, people that actually uh, mailed in and voted, uh, their eyes might be a little more open. But here's the thing with me right now. The people that didn't vote, does anybody know that number? 
I mean, when you subtract, I mean, you're looking at. I haven't seen the final numbers for the, for the election. Hundred. I mean, if you got Trump at seventy four, you got Biden this. You know, basically, roughly around one hundred fifty. If you got three hundred fifty million, there's like two hundred million people in the United States. That there's two hundred twenty million that are eligible to vote that didn't or eligible. Correct. Right. That didn't vote. No, that, there's two hundred twenty million people that are eligible to vote in okay. the U.S. And okay, it's eligible. Correct. Out of 350 million people that live here, there's 220 million people that are eligible to vote. Correct. And there was 150 something people. So what's the what's the number? The almost 100 million. All right. So roughly 100 million people that were eligible to vote didn't vote. Correct. So that leaves what? <laughs> the where, where's the non-voters? What's the, what's the number on the non non voters? Just non voters. I mean, including the the people that didn't vote at all and the eligible people that didn't vote. What's that number? That's roughly around two hundred thousand. I don't know. Is that you, correct? I, I no. You're talking about the people that didn't even vote, didn't even give a shit, didn't even go out or nothing, right? You're we're at about three hundred fifty million, right? <laughs> people that live in the in the United States. Yes. Okay. So we got 350. So you got 74 million people that voted for Trump. And then you got 80 something thousand or million people that voted for Biden, right? Yes. So we're at roughly around 150 million people that voted. No. Okay. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so that leaves an excess number of about 200,000 or 200 million people. But you have a hundred. You have a hundred million people that are eligible to vote that didn't vote, and then you have another hundred million people that didn't even vote at all. So you have eligible voters and people that didn't even vote. Does that make sense? No, because you're missing the point. The 220 million people are the 220 million people, approximately. I don't know if it's 220, 230, you're, whatever. You're, you're putting but them the, all together. Correct. Okay. The, the you subtract that that's that's the number of eligible voters. So beyond that, the other, eligible uh, voters. The other the other hundred and hundred and fifty million people are not eligible voters for whatever reason. Either they're not they're not allowed to vote. They're they're criminals or they're children or they're they're, they're not eligible voters. Depending what on what category you put those people in, like people in prison. Could do, Doesn't matter do, what care they go. That, that's care. what I'm saying. You know, the the number is between. If you, talk, if you talk to Bernie, he wants everybody. It doesn't matter if you're a felon to vote. <laughs> I understand. I'm just saying, what category do does does that fall into? I mean, what? Why does it matter if they're not eligible know. voters? They're not eligible voters. Okay. There's lots of reasons they're not eligible, and probably the largest reason is because they're not old enough. True. So you that's part of that. So take out the 18 or. 18 minus plus my answer is 220 million people are eligible possibly registered voters are, are can vote that's the number doesn't matter how many people live in the united states okay you have 220 million that are eligible to vote okay 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 so we got about roughly 150 million people that the surplus left is what about 70 sure 70 mil yep that's it yep okay pretty crazy though well yeah i don't you're, i don't you, I, I don't i mean i'm just saying you're talking a third of the people that only voted sure right one way or the other that's that's typically true usually the number is much smaller than that this is one of the biggest turnouts ever 
So ever. Yeah, yeah, this is this that that is what I'm what <laughs> what my point is, I guess, is there are more than half of the people in the United States that don't give a shit who the president is. Well, not more than half. You're talking about 220 if you million got, people. Yeah, and you had 150 50 million of them voted. That's about a third of Americans that voted. <laughs> Roughly. Two thirds. I mean, however you want to break it down. Numbers, I'll go with, I'll go with two thirds. I'll go with two thirds. Okay. Roughly. The other two thirds of the country didn't even vote or didn't even give a shit about voting. Well, that's true. And that's the same thing that happened in Georgia, which which they were they feared was going to happen, is the same thing happened in Georgia with that runoff election, is they they proved it that almost 20% of the Republicans that voted in the primaries and voted in the general election did not go and vote in the runoff election. Gotcha. And, and, and you know, I understand and the that. same thing happens all, I mean, all over, you know, all over the country that happens. And that's why you have politicians that, that, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's Democratic Party or Republican Party, that that's what they do running up to an election is they run all over the place and try to get people to register to vote. That's why they knock on doors. That's why they do all the things that they do is to get people to go vote. You know, it doesn't matter who they vote for, just the fact that they go cast a ballot. And yes, there's still... You know, I mean, who knows what reasons those were, but it should have been so easy for anybody. And that's probably what part of the reason that there was so many, you know, so many higher numbers is because of all the mail-in voting, the opportunities they gave for people to vote. But still, it's still, you know, 70, 80 or whatever that number was we came up with, million people that didn't vote, which is just does not make sense. And those are probably the people that are going to be out there screaming the loudest that they don't like what's going on in the country. And who's in office and hate the administration and they're the ones that'll bitch the loudest, but they didn't even bother to vote. And I know, I know somebody right across the street that was one of those people. I know that my point was, is I know way too many people that didn't even vote mm-hmm. and they're, they're bitching more than I could ever think about bitching or me and you or this podcast or Facebook or any outlet that anybody's doing because I just see that the the non-voters are the ones that are pissed off. That's always like, the way. Wait, I'm going. How upside down, ter- terpsy, topsy, flip floppy, wearing <laughs> beach going, uh, margarita drinking, sand. Lo- don't even give a shit about half of what what's going on. Yep. And that's it's, always it's, my question when somebody wants to bitch about the politics and bitch about what's going on. My first question is always, "Did you vote?" Well, no, I didn't think I needed to go vote. Then shut up. And that's just the way I've always felt. If you don't, if you don't go cast a ballot, then you have no reason or right to bitch about the outcome. Uh, plain and simple, simple fact. Same with me. I agree. You know, I, I just, just the way I feel. Here we are. Here the, we are. The the people that actually, you know, talk about this or give a shit or do anything, uh, the ones trying to possibly make a difference, and the ones that are just sitting back in in their recliner, you know. Uh, watching whatever they're watching uh, doesn't matter. Uh, they're not even tuned in, and they're just they're kind of lost in the in the the wave of the movement. Or you know, they only hear what they hear, you know, from you know secondhand or thirdhand sources and or Facebook or or Facebook and and don't don't really have a um, legitimate uh, opinion on anything, and because their influences are are biased from second or third hand sources and it's it's kind of pathetic that the world that we live in 
and no offense, the things that Trump has shunned the light on, the things that I've observed with his presidency, because he's not a politician, um, really kind of opened my eyes a little bit more of what's going on to be with the awareness around the politics. You know, maybe a lot of people wouldn't have seen some of this stuff if uh, Trump wasn't president and it continued just as as it was the normal kind of scary in in a way you know you know the true seekers or the the fact finders or whatever but at this point um i don't know what to believe anymore stay tuned to next week's podcast that's all i can say well I, you know and it's only I mean, going to get you, it's only going to get worse if this if this cancel culture that's going on keeps just going on opinion. because it's it's becoming more and more more and more censorship and this is kind of what i wanted to close the show out with anyway that's but, fine um, Please you do. know, the, the censorship that, that I've seen and what's going on, um, you know, from it, it's unbelievable to me. And, and, I've, and I haven't said much about it over the last couple of weeks as we watched, you know, we watched the president. I mean, who really shuts down the president's, you know, the president's Twitter account? I mean, that, you know, when you have, oh, we when you have people the all tech. over the all over the, you know, the country that are much worse than the president of the United States and they let them run freely. I saw they just actually um, canceled the uh, the Iran's Ayatollah or whatever that canceled his account because of something yeah, they he posted. Did. But I mean, that was on the scrolling marquee of you know, uh, it, Fox News today that the, they actually shut down. There's uh, so much other but day people one, that have been Biden wanted to jump in the Iran nuclear uh, deal again. It was it was pathetic. Well, it's but it's please. very it's very hypocritical um, to to you know have have these two different sets of rules, and I have seen some of the nastiest things ever on on Facebook, and half the reason I don't really play with Facebook is because of some of the garbage that I've seen, and way way worse than anything that President Trump ever did or said on there, um, you know, to either Facebook or Twitter um, to. To shut his account down to, you know, so many people have been getting canceled just because they post, they say something or they make a comment or their account gets shut down because they happen to have a right-leaning policy or a right-leaning thought. And, you know, the biggest one that stood out to me was, um, you know, and we talked about it probably about a month ago, is the, is the new social media one, which was Parler. And Parler, I mean, talk about talk about canceling free speech i mean for amazon to make that decision to just shut parlor down i mean it started first with apple apple canceled their app off of their program then google followed right behind them and canceled their app off their program and the next thing you know the first day that uh the first uh, the first day that parlor got shut down was the highest numbers of the peak of the people that they were getting to follow parlor and they shut them down. Yeah. It was the highest number of peak. They had 15, 20 million people. And, you know, and they're and they're accusing them. I, I mean, the thing, the accusations that have been flying, and I haven't spent much time on Parler, and believe you me, if they ever get it back up and running, I will become a part of Parler just there for the simple law, fact. There are lawsuits that are pending Oh, absolutely right now. there is, and there should be. And, you know, they were, they were being categorized as extremists. And I just want to read um, this quote. Cause what now they that tried they gotta, to do was correct. Everybody's got stipulations and crap that goes into your little uh, negotiation uh, thing or whatever. And they tried to correct it, and they still got shut down. Well, they got accused of being extremists and basically saying that it was an extremist uh, site and, and that they were inciting, you know, uh, violence and, and created the quote-unquote insurrection, and it was all part of it. 
And I like this, you know, the now erection, that they actually the have erection. A, now that they actually have a landing page back Speaker up of the house erection, they've been posting a few different comments from um, some of their owners and in a few different people. Um, in fact, Dan Bonagino, which is one of the owners, um, but uh, the Amy Peacock, which I believe she is the wife of the owner. Um, I, I wouldn't swear to that, but I believe um somehow she's related to john matsey or or it might even be his wife i'm not for sure exactly who she is but this post that she put on their page once they got the page back up um i liked it i liked it and and, and i'll just read it read it verbatim exactly no, what she ahead. said but um but but amy says but i thought but though i was initially disappointed at being categorized as an extremist as i continued to think about the matter i gradually gained measures a measure of satisfaction from the label was not jesus an extremist for love was not amos an extremist for justice let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream quote unquote john bunyan I will stay in jail to the end of my days before I make a butchery of my conscience. And Abraham Lincoln. This nation cannot survive half slave and half free. House divided will fall. Exactly. Thomas Jefferson, she goes on to quote, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created created equal. So the question is not whether we'll be extremists, but what kind of extremists we will be? We will be extremists, I'm sorry, will we be extremists for hate or for love? Will we be extremists for the preservation of injustice or for the extension of justice? In that, in that dramatic scene on Calvary's Hill, three men were all crucified for the same crime, the crime of extremism. Two were extremists for immortality. I'm sorry, two were extremists for immorality and thus fell below their environment. The other, Jesus Christ, was an extremist for love, truth, and goodness and thereby rose above his environment. Perhaps the South, the nation, and the world are in dire need of creative extremists. And that was from Martin Luther King Jr., and I just thought, you know, it, uh, uh, and when she finishes it off, I probably should read this last line that she put on there. She says, might this be the year that all of us, regardless of political belief, become extremists for freedom of expression and privacy? Wouldn't that turn 2020 on its head? It would. You know. Hold so, my beer. <laughs> so, I mean, if you get a chance, go to the parlor page. Um, you know, like I say, it's not back operational, but they did at least get a landing page back up. Um, and there's a few, you know, uh, Mark Levin put a post on here. Uh, like I said, Dan Bonagino, uh, Senator Rand Paul, um, I know all those Sean guys. Hannity, I know all those um, guys. you know, parlors put a couple more comments, kind of just keeping everybody updated and, you know, letting you know what's going on and what they're trying to do. So, um, it's unfortunate. And to me, it, it becomes, it becomes the, the truest means of, of censorship and what's next? I mean, you know, do they keep do they keep doing that? Do they keep censoring out everything from one side, from one political party that they don't like? Do they keep censoring, you know, when do they start censoring, you know, news shows and telling them what they can and can't say on the news? When do they start censoring the radio? When do they start censoring us? I mean, what, what comes next out of this? And that's what, what scares I, what, the shit out of me. What I've told everybody, and I've said this a million times, when we, when we, we, continue to the point of no return 
when the plane runs out of fuel, or the ship runs out of fuel, and we can't go back, where do we go? <laughs> right, right. Where do we go? Yeah, exactly, exactly. The beyond, we don't know. <laughs> we we have to venture forward because we can't turn back. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is the state we're in right now. I'll just leave it at that because you know we do get political, and it is political. It's a political world. Sure, you know. And there's there's no reason not to cover it or whatever, but um, you know to lean one way or the other, I guess uh, you know maybe um, there lies the uh, the big indifference of uh, why the aisles can't get along or whatever. Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, you know, obviously, I think back in the day, maybe you know, uh, twenty thirty years ago, I mean, it didn't matter. You know, kind of if you were Republican or Democrat. Um, different things i mean maybe maybe they got along back then you know um the great divide it wasn't so long ago it was it even wasn't when we that were long ago no it I, really I, wasn't i i get you know I'm, I'm going back a little bit but you know at the same time um you know i i think they used to get along a little bit i mean yeah. we yeah. Could, there we used could to be stuff we, that got done even with even when you had we could agree a divided dis- house and a divided could, senate we could agree to disagree yeah. you know at, at a certain point sure you know, and we've done it on the show a few times oh absolutely with anything else i mean you know everything everything's compromise and everything's compromise everything was a compromise but i think everything's compromised <laughs> does that make sense yes yes so, it does so yeah well not to end the show on a heavy but we are going to get out of here but i don't yeah. you know i didn't really want to end the show on a heavy so no we didn't the one, the one why, thing that why I, we why we flipped the show last week you know turn it around left yeah politics uh, yeah know. well the main <laughs> thing i wanted to to make sure is just to kind of lighten things up a little bit is is congratulations to uh yeah you know just because my boy was involved in it and we watched everything that those poor kids went through this year but congratulations to all the michigan high school football teams that are finally getting to play their final you know championship games this weekend and uh yeah they're, they're already they're already coming in uh Division, you know, Division Five played today. Uh, uh, of course, Grand Rapids Catholic Central won that game. Um, looks like uh, West Bloomfield is the new uh, Div- Division One champs. Um, you know, so yeah, it's uh, going to be going on all weekend. And uh, just, uh, just God bless those kids for finally getting to finish their games. Because what a <laughs> what a football season those poor kids have had to actually be playing and <laughs> crimey. Where are we? Uh, well, don't, don't January twenty third. Right. <laughs> that was supposed to happen on Thanksgiving weekend, right? Right. <laughs> so. So props to those guys. Yes. You know, yeah. Pers- personal touch right there. Yep. Very yep. cool. Heck yeah. But don't Heck forget, yeah. uh, uh, February seventh is uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, that's um, that is so, coming up, isn't it? Yeah. Place your bets and do whatever you got to do with this, and you know. And I know Green Bay, and I heard Packers and Brady, and I heard all kinds of different things with the football thing going on like that. So, yep. Uh, yep. Uh, Tomorrow is going to be a big day for the, uh, you know, the big, you know, the big guys out there, man. So uh, for sure, you know, we ain't got nothing else to do. Watch TV and see what's going on, man. You know, maybe watch a little football or something like Heck that. Yeah. You know, Heck get yeah. a little back to normal. Yeah, get away from the news yeah. a little bit. Find something fun to watch. Yeah, I actually turned it <laughs> off. You know, for the last week, so. No. It was good for the soul, you yeah. know, just to just step away. Exactly. Take a, I hear take you. A, take a different little look at things, you know. Yep. So, um, but, uh, yeah, at the same time, man, uh, you know, we always preach, you know, peace, love, and harmony. You know, we're good guys, man. We like to drink. <laughs> we have a lot of fun, you know. For just, sure. Just scrape, you know, uh, 
you know, not to discredit any of our discrepancies on the show or whatever, but, uh, you know, we always come back together, you know, and uh, doesn't matter what we said or what we do. And forgiveness is in our hearts. You don't always need to say I forgive you, but you can almost feel it, you know, through a, through a different way of expression that, you know, you know, just stay with the people that are more like you and, and separate yourself from negativity. So, you know, I... We're out, man. All we're, right, we're folks, getting out well, of here. So. Yeah, well, no, I just wanted to make you sure. You guys know what to do. Just wanted to make sure that uh, we would thank everybody for the new follows on uh, Twitter and, and uh, shoot us an email. Uh, mail at twoguysinabottlelove.com if there's anything you want to talk about. But in the meantime, until next week, we, we are out. out. Dissection I up my brain to find out and see just why you had had this hold, this hold on me, killing brain cells to show you your way out of my head. But they just welcome you back in instead. I think I love the way you tell. Me killing braces.